You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Man, we are full force into the heat of summer. Mm, it is pretty crazy right now. Yes, it is. It's and less, I'm, I'm hearing of some great churches that are uh, doing outside distance, uh, social distancing worship. Yeah. And uh, it's outside. And in Texas, that becomes very problematic very quickly. Props like, to you, though. I, uh, <laughs> woo, woo. So our piano player on Sunday almost passed out. It was great. Wow. <laughs> it wow. Was, it was not great. That is not God good. God bless her. She, she knew what was going on. So she got down and got some water and an ice pack on her neck. And, you know, we played the last song without piano, so it was fantastic. You know, but it's funny because for so long I wanted to get outside, (laughs) like through all the corona Mm -hmm. stuff. And and now that we're outside, I'm like, I want to get back inside. It's the flip. Like up north, you get June, July, August, and you are outside every single moment. And down south, June, July, August, you're inside. Because yeah. it's like winter. You can't go outside because it's just brutal. It's crazy. So that means we in the South are currently binge watching all of the shows that you up North binge watch the entire winter season. And we're not even talking about Tiger King. Like no. that's already off the page <laughs> from a long time. Like what even happened there? It was like, it's like those things you did when you were like a kid. Like I used to go to McDonald's. I, I yeah. love what Jim Gaffigan said. He goes, I can't believe I ever went there. That's kind of what I feel like with Tiger King. So I confess my sin and I move on. Well, and what's funny is like... I saw the meme the other day. Remember when we thought Tiger King was the worst thing that <laughs> yes, was going to happen in that. 2020? <laughs> oh, like, man. That's so funny. So anyways, binge-watching family shows. So um, a, a few weeks ago, uh, our worship team were talking about uh, shows that we like to watch. And all, everyone on the worship team mentioned this show called Psych. Right? Like, I remember that show, but I don't, re- I don't think I ever watched it. And I, I was the, the black sheep, and I'm like, I've never seen it. And they're like, I've never even heard of it, actually, yeah. at that point. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you should watch it, whatever. And so finally one day, it was you know uh, 175 degrees outside with 99.9% humidity. You yeah. know? And uh, so we sit down, and my boys and I, who's 11 and 13, um, we sit down and we decide we're going to watch an episode of Psych. And we okay. are hooked. I mean, we are like at, season fact, one, episode one, you're hooked? Y- yes, absolutely. Because Do you have it, to watch them in order kind of no, thing? No, you don't okay, have to watch okay. them in order at all. You, you can just catch them because the story is the same in each one, but it's it's a great, goofy kind of bromance between these two old friends that were friends when they were kids, uh-huh. Gus and Sean, and it's just, it, it's it's like everything you want a good comedy, drama type show to have. It's, it's clean. It's not yeah. raunchy. You don't have to worry about fast forwarding through anything. Okay, cool. And, it, it, you know, and it's just fun. It's just a fun show. That is a struggle now because so many times you, you're like, you're watching a show and you're like, oh, why mm-hmm. did you have to put that in there out of all the things? Like, right. I'm with my kids. I think, you know, it says, oh, PG or PG-13. You're like, okay, I think I can handle this. And then you're like, wait a minute. That's not PG-13. That's <laughs> right. way more suggestive than I thought it was going to be. Right. They, so. they all seem like they have this obligation in our culture today to put in social you know, commentary on something, and you're yeah. just like, it's not necessary. Just tell the story. It's At this fantastic. Point, just yeah, tell. Like, I just want to laugh. I so want to laugh. I would highly recommend, particularly if you have that preteen to teenage. Uh-huh. Um, psych is fantastic. Okay. Now, if you have a little bit older kids, uh-huh. the one that my daughter and I are uh, all in on, or daughters, I should say, seventeen and fifteen, is a show called Blacklist. Okay. And Blacklist is different because you really do have to watch that. Like, look at it. It is. It is episode one, season one. You got to go in order. All the way through. Because um, the brilliance of the show, there's a lot of brilliance, but the brilliance of the show is that it's actually telling three stories in each episode. Like, 
episode there's an episode story yep. which starts and ends with that 45 minute or hour long episode and then you have a season story which is progressing through from episode 1 through episode 22 and it kind of culminates and is re, you know resolved in that last episode of the yeah. season yeah. and then you have this overarching meta story that is throughout all of the seasons yeah and you have to watch it in order and it is fantastic the characters are brilliant the emotional roller coaster that you go through it, the deception the the oh, i had no idea moments are prevalent and mm. it is but it's not for younger kids it's pretty yeah. violent Okay. Um, and uh, it, it can it can get pretty intense sometimes. So guard your yeah. Guard who actually watches it. Maybe. Yeah. But this is a season of binge watching shows, and yeah, I've is. decided to binge watch with my kids, and it's creating some really shallow memories that will be forgotten next year. And that's the thing we're talking <laughs> about. Is like you know, I think I think we can we we can revert back to let's just put on another show and watch it or binge this, which is nothing wrong with that inherently. But at the same time, we are seeing people get back together in in dinner and families yes. and and you know I've right had more dinners around my table, lunch, yeah. breakfast, and dinner. Yeah. It's been fantastic. I've loved it. And I think during this, one thing, you know, amidst everything going on with uh, with with the protests and with Corona, um, you know, I, I think about Dr. Tony Evans, who is just yeah, Dr. Tony Evans, who I love following his stuff. Makes mention to, and I love it because this is what we all do here at Known Legacy is really promote family impact and that we want you to impact the generations that, that, that come after you. And so he, he talks about that this starts in the home, you know, and, and that is a great sentiment. But I think a lot of guys that I know, including myself, sometimes are like, OK, great. What do we do now? Right. And I think, you know, one thing we could do is, man, here, Travis, I, I know I can say this for you, too. We wholeheartedly believe the word of God is 100 percent true and it holds the power to change lives because of the spirit of God and what that does. So between the spirit Agreed. of God and the worth and, you know, you know, and, and the truth of God's word that we can stand upon and say, but, but at this point we have to say, how do we share that with our kids? Like, yes, we need to share this with our family, but how do we do that? And I guess today we wanted to talk about how to have an actual devotional or how to have a family time with your, or how to have a, a Bible study, devotional family time with your family, whatever you want to call it. But right. how do you get to cast the truth of God's word onto those that you care about the most? And so we came down with a couple of things, but like five things. And really, I, I, you know, the, the first challenge for me was that, you know, I, I was talking to a friend this week and he's like, he was talking about how he's, he's, he's reading Psalm 139 right now and kind of digging through it. But there's, there's these giant moments where God's word just is not, not impacting him or not. It, it's almost like it becomes a chore. And, and I guess for me, yeah, I remember those times. And I even think about even, even now, like I'm not in that season right now, but I've been in that season a ton where God's word is boring and dry. And, you know, it's almost well, isn't like kind of like a physical workout. Yeah. Like when you first start working out, you're like, this is amazing. And then you hit the, the grind season where you know you need to work out, you know you don't want to lose whatever you had, and so you keep going to the gym, yeah. but it's miserable and it's not as intense as maybe yeah. it once was. It's not only, as sexy as it used to be. Right, only to realize that another season's right around the corner and you're going to have intense growth and you're going to have intense moments like, this is amazing again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and normally it's because you, you change something up in your routine that reignites that kind of growth that you were looking for. Yeah, and so I think even for now, I guess the question to throw at you guys... Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching all, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so this idea that like it is, it is 
you know, this idea of let God's word dwell richly within you. Like, is it alive in you? Is it exciting? Is it, you know, and I think there's those moments where sometimes it can be dry, but for us to cast it on our children, for us to cast it on our spouses, it's got to be alive and well in us first. And so maybe there's a moment to stop and, and ask God, hey, can you, can you change my heart towards this? Because I know that this is exciting. This has changed me. This has made me a new, a new creation because of the power of Christ. And then I get to learn about who I am as a child of God through this word, but God somewhere it's just gotten dry. Right. And so God restore that to me, restore that joy of my salvation. Just like David talked about, you know, inside the Psalms and saying, man, this God, I need you to make this come alive. And maybe that's the first thing we need to do before we can cast on others. We need to ask God to, to, uh, excite it in our own lives. Right. Right. And I, and I think, you know, we go back to the psalm where it talks about the word of God um, does not return void, just like water falling from the sky does not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it does, it accomplishes what it's supposed to. And so whether we want to, when we start the, the process, if we get into the word of God, it doesn't, it doesn't demand us. It's the fact that it's active. It yeah. is going to accomplish what it wants to and what it needs to accomplish. Yeah. It's just a matter of prioritizing it and actually getting into that word. Yeah. And so I think, like you like you said so astutely, it starts with us. And so we need to be willing to sacrifice to make sure that we're spending time at the feet of the Savior and investing that time and just learning yeah. from it. And then we want to invite other people into that conversation. Yeah. You know, Hebrews 4.12 says that for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The first thing that we talk about with, the, with our three filters at Known Legacy is either God's word's all true or it's all not. So to stop and go, God, this is alive this is active. This will impact me, but it starts with me. And so finding, finding a passage, number two, finding a passage that you love, finding something that you love. So, you know, I, I was talking to, to my old pastor uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he, he made mention to the fact that, you know, sometimes you get into those books like the book of numbers and you feel like I have to like dig through this book and you're like, it's like, so sometimes you can read it two times speed. John begat Joe who begat Tim who begat Tam and whatever. No, it's like in all these things. And so, but then there's those times when you find those rich stories. And so are there any stories in the scripture that keep jumping up to you that you love? So what we, so last month, what we did as a church uh, is we did the Proverbs challenge, which we've talked about here before. And yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. great place to go. Although it does get somewhat repetitive uh, time after time where it's, it's kind of like the wicked does this and the good person does this. And so it can become very like behavioral modification yeah, 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 focused. Yeah, yeah. So this month we decided we're going to go into the story of Jesus, who is wisdom personified. And so we're doing what we're calling the Matthew challenge. Awesome. And so we have older kids in our house. And so what we've encouraged our kids is in the morning, read the chapter of Matthew that corresponds with the date of the month. Oh, that's great. Right? Cool. So fifth chapter, fifth day of the month, right? Simple, simple thing. But then what we do is at dinner time, we gather together and we talk about what they read mm, in the Bible. And so that's cool. they're investigating it. They're kind of wrestling with it. And so we're kind of, again, setting them up to be the ones that can feed themselves spiritually and not rely on someone else to feed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of direct the conversation. If no one has anything to say, then I ask questions. And sometimes it's playing devil's advocate. I was like, hey, what Jesus said here seems really harsh. What do you think was going on? You know, yeah. um, what do you think was culturally going on that made this story significant? You know, why was a Samaritan like we talked about last week? Why was a Samaritan such an important character 
in the story of the Good Samaritan, and how did the people of that day hear it? And so, you know, you, you might have to do some cultural and some um, exegesis uh, uh, to understand the, the scriptures as it's going on. But yeah. guess what? You're the leader of the family, and it's going to be efficacious to you. Efficacious well, being that's a big, big word. word. Yeah. Woo. It's going to change you because, you know, what's the old Chinese proverb? Um, you know, the teacher will learn more than the student. Mm. And so if you're establishing yourself as the teacher spiritually within your family, you will actually be forced to grow yeah. as you teach your kids. So and then the, the book resi- of Matthew, yeah, the book of Matthew, I, I'm absolutely falling love in it. love with the book of Matthew. Um, you know, uh, James has always been a, a favorite book of mine. Um, it, so, yeah. And then, you know, Old Testament man, David and his life. I yeah, love first Samuel. First Samuel and just kind of his ups and downs and ebbs and flows and betrayals and character and integrity and failings and all that stuff. David's always a good story for me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that you're sharing that David's obviously one of my favorite. I think we talked about a lot here and Jonathan, uh, in first Samuel as well. And then, uh, for me, I'd say the book of Judges is really cool. There's a lot of cool stories in the oh, book of Gideon Judges. Gideon is one of my favorite, yeah. Judges 6. And then, um, you know, because you've got, you've got all these different judges and they did all these different things. I mean, there's even one point that if you've got young, you know, you've got some like young boys that um, I think it was, I forget which judge right now, but I think uh, Deborah and Barak, I'm pretty sure, I'm trying to remember, uh, but it was the idea of... Uh, of one of the guys running into a tent, falling asleep, and she takes a tent stake and like shoves it through his <laughs> temples. Yes. I just read it, but it was read, read through. And anyways, there's a lot of great stories, and I think it's finding the ones that make you come alive because we look at it and we think, oh, this is the Levitical process of this, and, and it just sounds old. And no, God's words, like we said in, in Hebrews 4, it's sharper than any, edgy to, than any two-edged sword. It's right. alive and well. And so find the... Find the people that find the stories that excite your heart about God's word right now, right? Because there are some you just need to look and dig for it. It's like mining for gold, and you find this one that you're like, "This is awesome!" And if God brings you there and He keeps you there, that's fine. Right? Read it. Find out who you are. You know, find out who you are as a child of God through that. Um, but you know, as we're doing that, like as you're saying, "Hey, I found these great stories." Now, find one you love. Just like you said, Matthew, or fi- finding some finding some st- from some stories that have accounts of Jesus or of others, and know that story. So read it, examine, it, and go. Okay, what what am I seeing from this story so that I can rightly share this with my family? Right. And it it's just literally here's what I'm seeing. Here's what Jesus did. You know what I'm saying? And so being being competent, being uh, competent to what the story is saying, I guess is what I'm is what I'm trying right. to right. trying to to say there. Love it. Love it. And so know it yourself and get after it and then uh, invite your kids. So what's the process when you invite your kids into this, the, the conversation? I mean, I would just say, guys, I'm, I'm so for us, you know, because a lot of times this is awkward as you have teenagers more. It's like, hey, would you guys you know, let's try and do this together. I think we just need to to almost hit the nail on the head fast. Hey, guys, I got this awesome thing I want to do tonight. Be, again, that's why it's got to be alive for you for first, so that you can share the excitement. It's not like this. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna try this, and I'm unsure because uh, there, there, there's an old saying that it said, "A man can't lead think he looks funny on a horse." So be sure of what you're saying. Be sure of the account that you have, and then right. say, "Hey guys, we're doing this tonight. Check this out." Right. And share the account with your kids. Right. And there's great resources that you can tag into, too. Yeah. I know um, there's a guy out in uh, the West Coast called, I believe, John Cornyn, and he basically does uh, verse-by-verse uh, Bible studies, and they're all yeah. online, and you can find them. Searchlight, I think, um, is the name of his uh, ministry. And 
Um, it, it's fantastic. So if, if you're kind of coming in this novice saying, I don't understand everything going on, he is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, because he does it verse by verse, word by word, and really dives into the and, and gives a lot of depth and meaning to what's going on. Yeah. And honestly, if you're going, I don't have time for a weekly or like a daily devotion, like that's not what we're talking about. It's it's introducing your kids to it. Right. Getting them hungry for this. Again, uh, I know to hear I used to hear it being called we're giving them a bite of bread. And when they get this kind of bread, they're going to want want more of it. Right. But it's us offering it to them and saying, hey, uh, you know, this week I'm going to I'm going to offer this to you. Let's try this out one week when whether it's Sunday night or it's Wednesday night or whenever you have a chance to get together with your family and go, hey, check this out for me. I've been reading this. What do you guys and then, you know, read, read that story and then say, what do you guys think? That's right. the only thing. Like, what's one thing you learned from this? What did What did you just hear from that? Right. You know, and letting them speak back to you. So, uh, my kids had a uh, guitar teacher um, that uh, came over to the house, and one of the things that he was uh, famous for saying, he goes, "It would be foolish for me to sit down and say you need to practice an hour and a half this week, right? Mm-hmm. Because an hour and a half is a completely overwhelming sense." But he goes, yeah. "But if you practice 15 minutes every day, which is very doable." Yeah. You'll actually get more than an hour and a half that week. Yeah. So it's a matter of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And maybe that's it. Rather than yeah. approaching it saying we need to have this in-depth conversation for two hours today, it's like let's just have a little bite today Yep. and then keep moving, and that will start to add up over time. You know, Psalm 78 says, We will not hide hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and his wonders he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded to our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And so this idea of all we're doing today is giving them a bite of bread to say this is valuable and letting them see that God's word is exciting. But that comes from it being exciting in us first. Right. So father, mother who's out there who's going, I would love to see this happen. We've got all this free time now that we're sitting around and things are just weird now. And still, even as things are opening, it's like there's restrictions. So you're like, okay, I want to go, but I can't. So I'm still stuck at home. So in this interim is an opportunity for us to share hope with our kids so they can begin to rightly divide God's word right. in their lives. And I think a, a simple tool you can use, um, regardless of your kid's age, is learn how to ask questions. And again, um, if you, yeah. I, I think questions are the key to so many things in our culture. Right now we're all telling each other instead of asking. Yeah. And I think asking encourages the sharing of stories and sharing of stories is where we get connections and we yeah. get empathy for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, you know, maybe for, for you as you're thinking about leading your family through this, it's developing one or two questions that you can really help them unpack the story as they have a chance to share it so it's not a monologue it's actually a dialogue um and i found that to be very helpful no that's good so just jumping through one more time as we're going from binging shows to this free time to how do we have a family devotion together number one make it alive for you number two find a passage that you love or 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 a book of the scriptures that you love that you're excited about number three know the story of it look it up get the real life perspective check out john cornyn you said john cornyn and there's uh right now media if you're nervous about speaking like let's say you have a stutter let's say you struggle with with speaking out loud there's a you version app that you can get on and you can do an audio bible there there's a ton of audio bibles for free that you can download and just let them listen to it with you um number four share the account that's sharing the account hey 
This is, you know, th- this is what happened. And then number five, just ask one question. What's one thing you just learned from that? What's one thing you th- th- that you noticed that was different that you maybe heard that before but saw something new? Just one thing. They don't need to learn a ton. Just one thing. It's actually John Corson, by the way. Corson. Okay. I thought John, I thought John Cornyn was another. He's a, he's a, a politician in Texas. Okay. So that's so. not what we want. <laughs> no. John Corson. Searchlight by John Corson. And uh, dude's a, a brilliant teacher and, and highly recommended. Okay. I thought so. As I said, I'm like, why does that name sound familiar but is not? on the Bible side of that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, check that out. Maybe we'll even try to put that link in here. Uh, but Hey guys, we believe in you. We believe this is an important time and a pivotal time for our nation so that it, and everything starts in the home. And right. so if we can impact our kids, it changes the world from this point out. Absolutely. God bless you guys. Hey, um, check us out on new. Yeah. Uh, check us out on knownlegacy.org. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, info at knownlegacy.org. And uh, we'd love to be in touch with you guys. So as always, thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking us on uh, iTunes and wherever you listen. And uh, God bless you all. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.